Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. This is Tracy Belt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Realtrends. We're speaking to the top brokers in the country to take a peek at how they built their businesses. We'll talk about lessons learned, personal passions, and their top strategies for recruiting and retaining productive agents. Today, we're speaking with Lane Hornig, founder and CEO of 8Z Real Estate in Boulder, Colorado. So welcome, Lane. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your brokerage and how you got started in the business. Sure. Well, I came into real estate from a technology background. Uh, I was actually part of the founding executive team of Zip Realty. I ran business development, so I was on the tech side of the business, not real estate. And uh, when I left Zip and I moved back to my home state of Colorado, I decided I wanted to be on the real estate side. So I got my license, uh, built a website, and I started building a team uh, at a Remax brokerage. And we had some success with that team, which was powered by online lead generation. Uh, we actually eventually became the number one REMAX team in Colorado. And at the end of 2009, I decided to venture out on my own and founded an, the independent brokerage called 8Z Real Estate. Okay. So how, what, how many offices do you have now and how many agents? Sure. Uh, we have 15 offices with 160 agents and we cover the front range of Colorado. Okay, great. So obviously um, you've learned some things building your business, uh, especially since you came from tech. So talk to me a little bit about your top two lessons learned while building your brokerage. And just a little background, you know, 8Z was founded on the belief that home buyers and sellers, they want a great agent and they want great technology. You know, obviously I had a tech tech background, so I, I really felt like the consumer wanted not one or the other, that that was a false choice, and they wanted both. So it's much more an and, and and not an or. So with that in mind, interestingly, one of the number one lessons I learned is if you spend too much time looking outside your company, kind of scanning the horizon, uh, worrying about or reacting to the next quote-unquote game changer or disruptor, you might actually miss the biggest opportunities to grow your business, which are usually internal and right in front of you. And they almost always, in my experience, uh, are based on doing something with and for the people that are already in your company. So that's number one. The second lesson uh, is that company-wide initiatives, especially those involving technology, those can, in fact, be real game changers and drivers of growth uh, but you can't take too much on and too many at once. And I really believe you need to have a long implementation time horizon, at least six months, to get everything up and running, evaluate the results. And, of course, you, you have to rinse and repeat incessantly uh, to get and drive high adoption rates. Well, those are great lessons, so thank you for sharing them. Um, every entrepreneur kind of has an aha moment. So tell me what was yours as it pertains to actually growing your brokerage? Yeah, I think my aha moment was 
you know, I designed 8Z and our model uh, very cautiously and, and, you know, a little bit of the MBA in me very uh, methodically. And so the big aha moment was uh, the realization that one of the things I didn't really plan for was just how much uh, we built a team culture at 8Z. And, you know, it's a culture where where agents really rely on each other, they support each other, they cover for each other, they even coach each other. Uh, and that is as important to many agents as all the other things that I, that I planned and built into our model. Uh, so that was a, that was a, a big uh, surprise to me, and a, obviously a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, and tell me a little bit about your business model. Yeah, so our business model is it's we're a high productivity shop. Um, we we did 1.25 billion uh, in you know last year with 160 agents. So again, back to that consumer, the home seller, the buyer wants technology and a great agent. So we put a lot of technology and systems around our agents. We also put a lot of uh, human support. Uh, so they can do the art part of the business, and you know our expectation is that they close a lot of deals, and and fortunately, they've been able to do that. Uh, last year we averaged 20.8 closes per license. We, you know we measure that very strictly per license basis, not on a, a per team basis, and uh, and really we do that through all the the system support and technology we put around them. Okay, thank you. So most brokers build their businesses with kind of a strategic mix of organic growth and M&A, our mergers and acquisitions. So tell me how you grew your business, and was there a year that um, just made really everything just popped and you had your biggest growth leap? You know, we're probably the one of the exceptions to that mix because we have grown AG exclusively organically. And, you know, I mentioned we hit $1.25 billion in volume in, in 10 years, and all of that growth uh, actually came organically. So uh, okay. most of that growth and didn't come from adding agents. You know, you don't have to be a mathematician, 160 agents, 10 years, that's only 16 agents per year. So really we grew the business by growing the business of our existing uh, eight years. And as I mentioned, you know, we're a high product productivity shop, so we're really trying to grow each eight years business. And, um, you know, overall, we strive for 10 to 20% growth per year, year after year. So uh, not less than that growth, but actually not more than that growth either. I, I you know, I believe that too much growth can, can undermine uh, a company's culture, and, and that's risky. So, for instance, last year, our volume was up 18%. Our sides were up 13%. And, you know, that's right where we want to be. Uh, and what's interesting, no year really stands out for 8Z as a big monster growth year. We've never grown 40 or 50%. I see those numbers are 100%. I'm a little jealous. Uh, but, we've, you know, but we have grown every year, year after year, and only one of those years was less than 10%. Okay. So what, what are you doing to um, – what is your strategic organic growth plan? What are you doing to help your agents become more productive? Uh, some things we've added um, recently is 
you know, I think the uh, emergence of the iBuyers and instant offers, as well as all the other new options for selling that are coming to the market, including bridge loans, concierge service, I actually think that's a huge opportunity for brokerages. So, you know, we're investing heavily and, and we're aggressively going after that arm, that opportunity. We're arming our agents, you know, in the living room, speaking with their sellers with the, the latest technologies so they can bring all those selling options to the table for their clients and really remain, you know, that trusted advisor at the center of the transaction and potentially uh, unstick some sellers who are, you know, kind of locked in or, or at least feel that they're locked into uh, their houses and, and maybe uh, are, are less likely to move, but when they see all these different options, it, it opens some doors for them. So, you know, I'm really bullish on this opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I built an iBuyer platform and spun it off as a separate company called Zavi, and, and so that's you know, a testament to how bullish I am on, on the opportunity. Yeah, great. So what do you find to be your greatest challenge in the business, specifically this year, not maybe overall, but um, – Obviously, yeah, I think I think when you're organically growing, uh, your greatest challenge is is typically capital for uh, investment. Uh, you know, there's that mix between if you're a profitable brokerage between uh, you know uh, taking some out um, for the owners and also investing in the future of the business and growing it and 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 taking care of your people, of course, retaining them. Um, so. I think you're always, you know, balancing those capital needs, and uh, when you, you know, when you're organically financed, um, there's only so much to go around. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so challenges always bring opportunities. So where do you see the most opportunity in real estate brokerage in the coming year? Well, you know, I think I mentioned it around uh, the emergence of uh, these different options for sellers and the ability for an agent to bring all those options to the table uh, for their clients. So uh, I, I really see that uh, the number of transactions might actually, and the liquidity in the market, might actually increase. I, I think one of the challenges we face as an industry as a whole uh, I'd call it the, the elephant in the room, is that the average home ownership tenure has, has gone from seven years up to nine and change. And, and in some uh, data sets, it's, it's over 10 years that the average homeowner is remaining in their home. So that really uh, impacts the, uh, the transaction velocity, the pie, if you will, that, that we all uh, get up our, participate in. So I'm excited that uh, folks may may be able to have a little more ability to move uh, uh, with all these new options. Okay. And so obviously your recruiting strategy is not a, a – you don't recruit a ton of agents every year. But what are some lessons learned um, trying to figure out the recruiting puzzle? Yeah, one lesson I think we've lear I've learned is that, uh, frankly, AG's not all that good at recruiting. <laughs> in particular, we're not all that good at recruiting experienced agents. I think we have a lot to offer. Uh, at the same time, I don't think we've told our story uh, with experienced agents as well as, as we could have. Uh, we are good at taking brand-new licensees and plugging them into our, our platform, our systems, our support and, you know, turning them into a $10 million-plus producer in a year or two or, or three. So we're good at that, but we, we haven't been great at, at recruiting experienced agents. 
Okay. And so now I'm going to get a little more personal. So let's talk about um, what or who inspires you. Well, first off, I'd say I'm a big believer in having mentors, in mentorship, in mentoring others. Uh, I, I really think that's, for me, where a lot of my inspiration comes from, both being uh, mentored and mentoring. So with that, you know, it's kind of the backdrop. Um, one of my mentors uh, is the author Jim Collins. Uh, Jim mm-hmm. wrote Good to Great, Built to Last. I was fortunate to work with Jim as a grad student and and Jim really has inspired me over the years to, to shoot for greatness, to, to attempt and strive to build a great organization, not just a good one. And uh, that, you know, is kind of my, that is my why. And uh, what's, what's kind of neat is uh, last summer my son was uh, actually a research assistant for Jim. So it's kind of cool to see, the, you know, kind of come full circle. But uh, I'm continued to be inspired to, to build a great organization. Okay. And obviously you're a go-getter. So is there something that happened in your childhood or a teenage experience that you had that really shaped the person you are today? Well, you know, being a teenager and a child was a long way back for me, Tracy, so I wasn't exactly <laughs> a teenager. Uh, but in my early 20s, I, I was a pilot in the United States Marine Corps. And, you know, being a Marine uh, just had a huge influence on me. Uh, in particular, uh, the Marine Corps taught me that leadership, you know, it's not the boot camp uh, yelling and screaming you see in the movies, uh, that, you know, Marine Corps leadership is, is actually about being a caring leader, uh, a leader that puts his or her troops and their needs before your own and, and you know, works. Your number one job is to, to work to develop and grow uh, the, the folks that you're leading. So Marine Corps is a huge influence on me. Well, great. Uh, yeah, I just heard Kirsty um, Ennis, and I don't know if you know her or not. She's a, a former Marine as well. And I, I do know of her. Yeah, okay. I saw her speak Yeah, well. she's amazing. Very inspiring. Amazing. You should definitely check out her story. So. Yeah, um, very Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lane. Thanks for joining Real Trends on our podcast today for the Real Trends 500, and um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you, Tracy. Very much enjoyed it.